Welcome back to episode 85. We are the guys that watch movies. Tonight, we are covering my choice from last episode. Our first quote-unquote dive into a porn-type movie. I mean, drama, <laughs> drama <laughs> darkness, all of it. I am joined tonight by the homeboys. We got Mr. Steve, Mr. Totter, who once again... Todd makes a villainous uh, cameo <laughs> in another movie. <laughs> I can't wait to talk about that. Love it. Uh, but gentlemen, how are you doing? How are you doing? Doing swell. Doing swell. Day after Super Bowl. He's um, hurting. Literally ripped my shirt off like Hulk Hogan. Oh, no video. I want the video of it's it. On, it's on the ring camera too, but that's private. Oh, and, I know uh, how to get it. I know how to get it. And yeah, my team lost again. Uh, haven't won since I was seven years old. I've seen him as a grown adult lose three Super Bowls now. And, uh, Young team, sucks. though. Yeah, I know. It sucks being a sports fan, man. It fucking sucks. Uh, you're speaking to a Dodger fan, sir, so I feel your pain for once. Look at Steve over there. Steve's, the looking, three Steve's looking so like he's playing. a fucking muscle man over there, dude. I don't know what kind of regiment you got going on, but I'm I'm noticing this. Uh, Just stick-ups for him. This clear <laughs> metamorphosis, dude. <laughs> you see his... Yeah. His uh his testicles have biceps now. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> he just he just flexed it like fucking Dirk Diggler. <laughs> What's going on with you, Steve? Not too much. You know, not too much. I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, nothing really going on. I'm packing my house, and that's oh shit. It. The Hold move on. on a scale of one to ten, how much do you not care about the Super Bowl? Ten being the I care about it. One being I fucking don't give a shit. Me? Yeah. Uh, I watched movies during the Super Bowl. Yeah, so one, and, don't give a shit. A one. Got it. And, and I, I fucking so I, I watched a movie that I'll, I'll talk about during um what watched, and then I had dinner, and then I played games a little bit, and then I watched Boogie Nights, and then I turned off Boogie <laughs> Nights, and I'm like, fucking hell, the Super Bowl's still on. Yeah, it was <laughs> I, I, I couldn't fucking believe it. It was like six hours long. Like, god damn. Just fo- the thing about football to me as a as a Canadian is that it doesn't have the excitement that hockey has. You know, it's like constant stop and and go, whereas hockey is like go 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 and then stop then go go go. You know, and so fight, just yeah, fight, fight and blades and blood and you know, it's just I don't know. I I can't watch almost anything else because of that. Steve's also watch... really into figure skating. Go for it. Yeah, he. I saw him. I saw him watching it. Well, he he was a Tanya Harding fan. What's that movie? Where the guy plays edge. hockey? Cutting Edge. Great fucking was, movie. My, I was just saying, my, my sister's glory. favorite movie when she was a kid, so I watched it a million times. Yeah. yeah. Todd, did you watch the and... Nickelodeon feed for the Super Bowl? I did not, no. Oh, uh, man, you didn't see SpongeBob and Patrick? No. Hey, look, it's Patrick Mahomes. Gosh. Until <laughs> next year. Uh, Baseball's hey, around the corner, though, so that's good. We got some decent um, commercials during, though. Deadpool 3, mm. which has now been officially titled Deadpool and Wolverine. Uh, that shit was pretty cool. I, you know, we every now and then we talk about how trailers give away too much. I gotta avoid it and stuff. This this trailer, I mean, about two minutes long, and didn't give me really much, in my opinion. It it left a lot to mystery still, but it looks like it's gonna be pretty pretty fucking cool, man. Planet of the Apes look good. Um, those are yeah. the Arnold the Arnold fucking commercial <laughs> wanted for me. The twins triplets commercial. <laughs> oh my god, that shit was fucking great. Be a good neighbor. <laughs> cut, cut. It's neighbor. That's what I said, neighbor. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. We have to remember, like, when I was watching a Deadpool 3 trailer, is that, you know, we all know what, what what's coming up with Deadpool 3. We've seen, like, set leaks. We, we've heard that Wolverine was in a long time ago. But yeah. you have to think how many people watch that trailer like, holy shit, Wolverine is in this? You know? I know. 24, like, 25 years of Hugh Jackman playing Wolverine. Yeah, it it wasn't built for us. It was built for people who didn't know, you know? So, yeah, yeah it was Todd, good. Todd, are you giving this a watch when it comes out, July 26th? Uh, on Disney Plus, sure. Yeah, it's going straight to theater, sir. <laughs> <laughs> on Disney Plus when it comes out, sure. Yeah, so, uh, no- November, December. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, he's watching. The what I will watch it. though is Planet of the Apes because that looks oh, fucking, that looks fucking great, cool as hell. Yeah, I although the whole 300 500 years after Caesar thing, I'm kind of like, like it. Uh, I like I it, know. it gives you a chance to just move forward without any strings, you know. That is true. I those what they do with those films are pretty fucking good, and I'm glad we watched it not too long ago. So, um, 
Anywho, want to talk about uh, what we've been watching and playing and stuff, reading, perhaps? Sure. What you been reading, buddy? Oh, man, let's see. I uh, started reading an Assassin's Creed book because I have a, um, I think I shared privately between us and maybe some of the dudes on the Discord, but uh, put a whole library shelf stuff together in my living room. The wife finally caved in to get some more. So I was putting all my stuff up and uh, saw a lot of books I haven't read. So I started reading an Assassin's Creed book. Uh, for those who are Assassin's Creed fans, this is based on Xiao Jun, who was a Chinese assassin um, who trained under Ezio for a little period of time. Um, I'm only less than maybe a little over 50 pages in. So far, so good. Um, but yeah, it's going to try to do like a book or two a month. Uh, but you quickly find out how much time you don't have for extra activities um, because then that takes away from other places. So, um, yeah. I don't think I have anything else crazy, though. I've been playing Spider-Man 2 a lot. I got to catch up with that. That shit's fuck. I'm about to buy you motherfuckers. I'm going to save my tax refund that I'm not getting. And I'm going to buy you fuckers a PlayStation 5 and ship it out to your asses just so you can play Spider-Man 2. Because that game is fucking phenomenal. All right. Well, I uh, I played a game. I beat a game called Mr. Alan Wake Part 1, the remaster. Ooh, okay. Uh, don't think I ever played it on the 360 days. I don't well, whatever. But the remaster is pretty cool. It's about a writer that goes on, like, goes to this, like, little island for a retreat because he's having writer's block, and his wife wants to, like, hopefully kick up the, the writing juices, and she goes missing under mysterious circumstances, and then, like, darkness comes into the town. He uses a flashlight to fucking break their <laughs> shields and scare them off and stuff like that. Um... You know, like, I was never scared at all during during the game. I don't know if that was the intention. I would have been. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely not something for you. Definitely something for Steve, though, if he, if he hasn't played before. But, you know, I liked it. I think the story is pretty interesting. Um, best comparison would be, like, a Stephen King novel, because it's pretty much the same thing. Like, mysterious stuff and relationship problems and, like, weird townspeople. And they all have their little stories going Ooh, on. I like your creepy voice when you do it. So, like, it was an interesting game, but nothing that I'm, like, I'm not upset that I didn't play it when it came out. So I gave it a three out of five, but I will definitely pick up the um, the sequel once it comes on to Game Pass. There are similar movies to this game out there, aren't they? There's a Johnny Depp one. Johnny Depp. Uh, like Secret Window. window or Secret, Secret window, window or some shit. Yeah, I've never seen yeah. that one. And then there's another one with, a, uh, I forgot who the guy's name. It was an old one. I think it was a Stephen King novel, but, uh. Guy who writes a book that comes misery? true, doesn't it? Oh. No, no, not misery, not misery. Uh, dark half, dark half right does it. Yeah, that that's the one. The Romero movie. Romero. Yeah, that's just good. Mm-hmm. Misery's great though. Love that. Absolutely. Um, Sorry, naked. <laughs> I had to throw um, that in there. What? Yeah. <laughs> Which movie was that? I saw. I saw it too. Kathy Bates. <laughs> I googled it. Don't I, googled it. it. I, I saw it in the movie. I don't remember which one though. And you uh, loved it. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. So uh, the f- first one I did was uh, a game. So one of my friends uh, hooked me up with Suicide Squad: Kill the Justice League. Ooh, yes. Um, so it. basically, this is a little bit like the Batman Arkham games, but not as tightly. Like it's more like uh, Gotham Knight than it is like um, Arkham Asylum. And it's it's like okay, you know, you play as for the people from the Suicide Squad and your goal is to kill the Justice League because they are being brainwashed by Brainiac. Uh, the Justice League are a total pain in the ass to kill because they have their full <laughs> powers. You know, Flash is super quick and Superman's an asshole. So, yeah, it's uh, it's cool. It's not great. You know, I'm not the biggest DC fan, so there's a lot of lore that's kind of lost on me. You go like to museums and stuff, and you can kind of play these little tapes to explain what each character is and i'm sure there's a bunch of easter eggs i'm totally going over my head and stuff but it's cool because you get like a you go to a place where it has a rogue villain like whole thing about batman villains stuff like that and even the obscure ones which is cool and the traversal is like okay Uh, i like playing as deadshot probably the most out of the four uh king shark's pretty cool boomerang's okay Harley Quinn, she moves really weird, so I'm not a big fan of playing with her. Like but Spider-Man. It's decent. Apparently, it's only like a 10-hour game, so I should be done fairly quickly. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd probably wait till it's like either on Game Pass, PS Plus, or cheap, because I don't think it's necessarily worth paying $80 for. But uh, if you're a big fan of DC and the Suicide Squad, it might be worth checking out. 
I saw I saw a playthrough of that from beginning to end because I was one of those like I don't know if I want to play it. Mm-hmm. And I like to save money and just watch some games. The story was actually pretty cool. I mm-hmm. thought it was better than most of DC movies. This, yeah. this game had <laughs> that's a true actually. <laughs> yep. You got anything else? I do. Do you have another one, Todd? Ah, oh, I'm I'm done. Yeah, I have another one. Um, so I watched one called The Covenant that Mondo had talked about oh, yes. like a month or so back. Jake Gyllenhaal and I forget his name. Um, Anthony Starr is in there. Yeah, Anthony Starr, he's in there actually. Uh, it is about a, a special ops guy, Jake Gyllenhaal in Afghanistan, and they have their interpreters, and the way we treated our interpreters in real life is awful. Leaving them out to dry while the Taliban took over the country sucks. Um, basically... Jake Gyllenhaal's unit get get eh, unit gets wiped out, and his interpreter drags him fucking multiple miles through hostile territory just to save him. Uh, fights off numerous Taliban things like that, and then Jake Gyllenhaal gets out of the country, and his interpreter and his family just like left to dry, bounty on their heads. Taliban want him dead because they're helping American things like that. Uh, so he goes back to country to try to make uh, right the wrongs. Right, I loved it, dude. I fucking loved it. It was a great yes, film. If I would have watched it last year, good. it would have been on my top five, top ten easily. Uh, Hall plays a soldier very well. And I read that people online thought his performance was like he phoned it in. But I'm like, you haven't been no around way. military people then if you think he phoned it in. Because they are, we are, they are, whatever, like extremely dry, um, matter of fact, things like that. And like he wasn't fucking phoning it in. He was just acting like a fucking soldier does. Um, Anthony Starr plays a, a mercenary in the country um, that Jake tries to get to help him out, things like that. And it's good, man. The action's good. The fucking camaraderie's excellent. And I fucking highly recommend it. If you don't like war movies, you don't like um, dudes hanging out, you're not going to like this film. But if you do, if you want to see a solidly made film by Guy Ritchie, I think you got it here with Covenant. So I give it a four out of five. Fuck yes. And I think it's uh yeah it's streaming on Prime too for free so check it out. Nice. Um, my last one this week is a movie I watched over on VOD. It is a 2024 release, and that is Ooh. The Beekeeper, starring Jason Steele. Oh yeah. Um, so this is the story of the guy. He's like an ex secrets like agent type of guy from a secret agency called the Beekeepers, which is basically this well funded agency that. Uh, supports one person at a time called the beekeeper and they're basically like a john wick type person with a system behind it to help that person uh he's a retired beekeeper and he's you know true to his name doing beekeeping on like a farm (laughs) with an old lady and the old lady uh she's holding on to two million dollars worth of charity money that she's like helping a charity with and these uh, on you know these phone scammers scam her out of all her money you know like those people that you hear that try to scam you all the time so you know mr uh statham finds out about it and he comes out of retirement to kill fucking everyone yeah <laughs> involved i like um, it let's yeah. do this in real life right <laughs> so yeah it's a, it's a revenge it's exactly what it is it's a revenge film it's basically john wick but with john <laughs> jason statham and his target is all these young punks and the people affiliated with uh, those young punks that did all the scamming he blows up buildings he kills everyone he's like always ahead of the game he's got some unique kills and everything there's nothing special about it you know except the fact that man do they fucking deserve every like thing that happens to them in fact my one of my only complaints i have two complaints about this movie number one i think more of them should have been killed or at least got what they deserved he lets a little bit too many of them go in my opinion and two way too many fucking metaphor uh dialogue about bees like everyone's talking like you know the <laughs> queen bee uh, protects her hive and blah blah blah, blah. the fucking non-stop throughout the movie it's, it's it gets so annoying after a Is while your statham voice um <laughs> a queen bee protects his hive oh, that's very good <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good also sounds from the like, guy from call of duty <laughs> uh, Bryce, uh Bryce. Bryce, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh yeah, I have I highly recommend it. Honestly, I give it four out of five. It's uh if you like revenge films, you like John Wick type films, uh, this is right down your alley. That's a fucking oh. megalodon. <laughs> I can't wait to watch that one. And that um that one they just announced too, Monkey Paw or Monkey Master, or whatever. I thought that was a, I thought that was something completely different. Then I watched uh-huh. the trailer, I'm like, oh okay, it's not a monkey. Is that the guy. Indian one? 
Yeah, with Dev Patel. A legit actor, dude. I like him a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's he came, awesome. He's come a long way from Life of Pi and fucking Slumdog yeah. Millionaire, man. Seriously, he he was in Chappie, right? Yeah, he, he was in Chappie, like the guy that like made the Chappie mm. bot or whatever. Yeah, I think so. So was uh, so was fucking Logan green. Wolverine was in that shit too. He's a bad guy. Yeah, yeah true. <laughs> Using Green Green Knight, even though that movie was oh, god, cool. that movie sucked. Sorry, sorry, he's, odd job. He was good in it though. <laughs> yeah, that movie still sucked though. Um, what's the guy who came out in District? Uh, Sharpa Copley or something. Yeah, I want yeah, some more of him, exactly. man. I think I think he comes out in this Monkey Paw movie or whatever the fuck it's called. Oh, Monkey Paw is Jordan. <laughs> he had a he had a little <laughs> run. He did District Nine. He did um, Elysium. The A Team. A Team. Yeah, he's a good fucking actor, dude. I want him. He's back. very good. Yeah, he's great. Ah. Anywho, well, that's it for our what watched, read, played. Um, it is time for we're overdue. We got some trivia. We gotta trivia. gotta dive into. So let me points, bring points, it up. points. 2024 L. Oh, no, it's not X. Doing Jason okay. Statham voice. All right. I'll do it in my um, F is for family guy. <laughs> number one and number two tied at four apiece. Mondo <laughs> and Steve and Todd is at three in second place. All right. Four, four, three. <laughs> four, four, three. Got it. Again. Right. She reminds me of my niece, sir. <laughs> Best movie he's ever been in. St. Bright Ryan, Vin Diesel. Oh gosh, Mr. Bart. Me no. my niece, sir. Capazzo. <laughs> Later on, he'd say, "Family, what family? Uh, who's, who's going first? Me? Give okay. this letter to my dad." Okay, okay. go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> all right, mine are all based on the movie Born? we're reviewing tonight. Oh, okay. So hope you paid attention. I did. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, you don't have any of the ones that I also. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> I don't. Or else I went to think on the fly. All right. Now, the first question of the night. This notable actor was who the director had in mind for the role of Dick Diggler initially. Oh. What Le- uh, Leonardo DiCaprio? It is Leonardo DiCaprio. Wow. Yes, sir. Leo. 25. I can, I can see it. I can see it. Yeah, I can see I think, it. I think Mark will talk about it, but I think Wahlberg fucking killed it, though. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm with you there. Yeah. I'll go then since I got that one. Um, okay, we're going to start with the four clue. It's not based on Boogie Nights. Four clues. Okay. Clue number one. A cheating wife. Clue it could have been two. Boogie Nights. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not Boogie Nights. Oh, little I can't wait to talk Rest about that, piece, too. Uh, clue bit. number two. Alec Baldwin. Hmm. Clue Alec. number three. A plane crash. Hmm. So we got cheating wife. Baldwin. Baldwin. A plane crash and clue number four is surviving in the woods with a potential enemy. Fuck. Also came out in the year of this film, 1997. Hmm. Cheating wife, Baldwin, a plane crash, surviving in the woods with a potential enemy. Is it, uh, what's it called? I want to say it, but I'm afraid that I'm fucking, Ooh, uh, is, it, is it, is it cutting edge? It is not. Is it close? I know where you're going with it, though. Yeah. Yeah. I don't uh, remember the actual title of the film. You're so close to it. Uh, I know. The I'll edge of a... cutting. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a fifth and final clue. All right. A killer bear. Oh. I saw in theaters. <laughs> um, I said, yeah, I remember I specifically like watching the VHS tape. It's, um... Going once. It's... Mm-hmm. Steve is close. Jagged Edge. I don't remember like at all. Jagged Edge. You're so close. And the movie is called The Edge. Ah, just the, the Edge. edge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, I don't think I've ever seen that yeah. shit. Who's the wife? Uh, well, there's, the wife isn't in there yet, but Anthony Hopkins <laughs> oh. thinks Baldwin is like fucking his wife, and they ping, uh, crash oh, and they have to survive together. Okay, yeah. The bear now fucking attacks. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I think yeah. it, I may remember it being cool. I don't know if it's cool now, but. Yeah. All right. All my trivia this week is in honor of Carl Weathers because I was a big rest fan of peace, his. Carl oh, rest in peace. Uh, growing up. That so, commercial almost made me fucking. Break yeah, down. no kidding. I know, dude. Fucking timing on that, right? Absolute Ugh. legend. So if you know his movies well, you will do well tonight. First one in Happy Gilmore, <laughs> which I think Mondo just watched recently, too. Uh, what company does Happy do ads for? Oh my uh, word! 
Hi, oh. I'm happy. <laughs> oh my god, it's like on the tip of the wiener. There's a lot of wiener talk later. <laughs> yeah, there's a ton of wiener talk. Um, is it a, is it Subway? That's correct. It's Subway. Yes, you got it. Yes. <laughs> Good job. Subway. Like when the fucking guy like he falls out the window. He's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hand, holding the hands out at Jake. I just watched Big Daddy. I just watched Big Daddy the other day, and I was like, hey, "This movie's kind of funny." He beats the shit out of the fucking gator in the. <laughs> I gotta Happy rewatch Gilmore. all his classics, man. Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore. What do you what do you, what do you think's better, real quick? Happy Gilmore, or Billy Madison. Happy Gilmore wow. to me. Off Fuck, memory. I love I love Billy, dude. Oh, yeah, just something about Happy Billy. Gilmore. Uh, based solely on memory, I'm going happy till the price is wrong, bitch. Uh-huh, bitch. Yeah. All right. Second question of the night from me. Oh. What was the model number of the radio Don Cheadle was attempting to sell? Right. Oh, come on. Oh, this was oh, the model guys... number? Yes, because there's a there's a no there's a reason behind it. Yeah, because uh I it's even said in the it's even brought up in the movie later. Yeah, it's brought up constantly. It's like TRP seventy one or something like that. You're fucking close. T three sixty. I don't know. See, that's oh my just god, techni- just... that's just technical talk. See that <laughs> high five with the yeah. bass. You got to build the bass. <laughs> it gives you a couple more amps to <laughs> races. TPR seventy one. That's my the phone. correct answer is TK four two one. Why is this familiar? Oh, that's right. Star Wars, Wars. TK421. Yeah. Why aren't you at your post? TK421. That's a good question. Okay. <clears throat> Removing the Transformers movies completely. What is Mark Wahlberg's highest grossing film at $556 million? Ted. Correct. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. That movie killed. Yeah, it did. Wow, I, I fell asleep during that movie. I'd never oh, finished it. Was, it was great, man. Uh, yeah, I, I liked it. I'm looking forward to the show. Actually, it looks pretty funny. Yeah, me too. I'm waiting for it to finish before I watch the whole season. Yeah. Yeah. Same hey, with Halo. Even though Halo trailer looked fucking reviews. dope. Huh? I know. It's getting <laughs> that good trailer reviews, looked man. Fucking great. The best scene in Ted is when Flash Gordon, uh, they see Flash Gordon at a party. We'll and... Save every one of us. Yeah. <laughs> the music. <laughs> All right. This one's, I think, pretty easy. So um... well, you always say that, and then we're like, oh, I know that we're fucking. Yeah. No, no. Uh, to me, this is rhinestone. Really you guys ready? <laughs> Yes. In Rocky Three. Yes. What is Hulk Hogan's character called? Hulkamaniac. No. He always says it's easy, and this is what happens. It's been years since I watched any of the Rockies, besides Creed, which we'll talk about next week. Uh. Hulkster. Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Uh. The American Kid. I'll just throw shit out there. Something will stick. You guys get up? I I don't fucking know. I'm not even. Dare it's to guess. Thunder lips, baby. Thunder lips. <laughs> sounds like my sounds like my ex. Hey woman. <laughs> I just always remember that, man. Yeah. Show you how a real man come. <laughs> Calm down. Fuck yeah. Mr. T, jeez. Mr. T. Hulk Hogan. You right. want it, you got it. Fucking love it. Wait, All is right. that the one with Kluber? Yeah, Clubber. Yeah, Clubber. <laughs> I'm thinking the picture. I'm thinking the picture. <laughs> Shut up. See the poop. All right, my last question for the night. It might be a little difficult. Okay. Hopefully you guys get it again. It is Boogie Nights related. Okay. What is the name of the fictional body cop movie starring Brock Landers and Chess Rockwell? Mm. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can see the fucking poster when they're editing it. This is a real movie. Yep. Oh um... And I, I know the new uh, actor is Rock Harders. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Rock Harders. These names are great. I know. Angels, Angels, Angels in my city. I'm gonna give it to you because it's Angels in my town. That, that's yeah, that's close. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking, I dude, I'd fucking watch them. Yeah. <laughs> dude, that's watch it. Them. Reminded me of Samurai Cop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> All right. Last but not least, Boogie Nights related. What is the name of Buck's store in the end of the film? Oh my gosh. Oh my I just God. fucking finished watching this uh, shit. Like Buck's two hours. Super cool stereo store. You got it. Yeah, right. what? I, I was like, it's hey. something like it was big. Yeah. I just remember the it, it took yeah. the whole marquee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Word. Word. God, I love Buck, dude. Yeah. He likes to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, last question. 
Last Carl, question. Carl Weathers appears in which Steven Spielberg directed film? Steven Spielberg directed film. Um, is it? Oh my gosh! I'm trying to play it in my head. So what the kids? That's like I don't want to say I don't want to get too specific. Get specific with it. I don't remember. Get specific with it. Let me. I don't know if that was Steve Spielberg then. What is it? Which one are you thinking? Where the the kids are recording on their millimeter camera, the eight millimeter camera. No, that's Super J. Abrams. Super eight. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's J. Abrams. That's a good movie though. It is a good movie. Carl Weathers. No. Um, <laughs> Which one was he, he in? Spielberg. E.T. is e. a good guess. He is not in E.T. Okay, the guy who played E.T. E. was at the con. I was just at, by the way. Yeah. Elliot? Really? Like, uh... no, 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 no. The guy who was in the E.T. Oh, really? Costume. Actually in the costume? Yeah. Was he a little yeah. person? He actually has no legs, unfortunately. He was going around on a skateboard the whole place. Hey, oh, I mean, wow. it gave him a career. Fuck yeah. yeah. Okay. I can't think of it, man. Uh, Steven Spielberg, Carl Weathers. Let's go with. Uh, he definitely wasn't in Saving Private Ryan. The Predator. Predator was not attracted by him. <laughs> Freak. Um, gosh. Get not, out of here, neighbors. You gave up? Yeah, I give up. It is Close Encounters of the Third Kind. The Third Kind. <laughs> Fuck. See, I wasn't sure if he fucking did that one. I couldn't remember. Yep. That's why I was thinking alien shit. Movie. He plays a military, yeah. The general Officer. or something? Uh. Yeah. Fuck, I was thinking that shit, man. The do, 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 whatever the fuck you do. Damn All it. Right. Oh, well. Todd and Steve with two pieces tonight. Mono with one, which brings us to Steve in the lead with six. Mono and Todd tied at five. Damn it. We can't let him win. He's got a rain that must Oh, my be God. Struck. I showed at the movie night for the horror squad. I showed the people who were there. Which movie is like up next for your punishment? And they fucking laugh their asses off. Yeah, you're Gosh. not gonna win this year. You're not gonna win. <laughs> I just need to win one quarter. Just no, one quarter. Gonna, I refuse. You're not gonna win any quarters, sir. Collusion. Yeah. No, fuck that. All right. All right. We talking boogie nights, baby. Hell yeah. Let me give you the quick little breakdown from our friends at Letterbox. We are not sponsored. That I just said that because I see it. Boogie Nights, 1997, directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. Here's the catchphrase, I'm assuming. The life of a dreamer, the days of a business, and the nights in between. Set in 1977, back when sex was safe, pleasure was a business and business was booming. Idolistic porn producer Jack Horner aspires to elevate his craft to an art form. Horner discovers Eddie Adams, a hot young talent working as a busboy in a nightclub, and welcomes him into the extended family of movie makers, misfits, and hangers, hangers on that are always around. Adams rises from nobody to a celebrity adult entertainer and meteoric, and soon the whole world seems to know his porn alter ego, Dirk Diggler. Now, when disco and drugs are in vogue, fashion is in flux, and the party never seems to stop. Adam's dream of turning sex into stardom are about to collide with cold, hard reality. Woo! That was quite the fucking little synopsis. Listen, to start off with real quick, one of my early problems in this movie was the idea that Mark Wahlberg was 17 years old. Oh, <laughs> like, God, did they have to say one? Why does it age? That one fucking line just to make me believe that they're all over age. It's like it's- watch it. It's like watching Greece and having to believe that they're all fucking high schoolers too, you know? Like <laughs> I'm like you just don't say it. Just fucking put them in there. Um well Roller uh, Girl too is high school. Yeah, probably, right? Like, yeah, she is. Yeah, yeah, was she was in school. Class. yeah. Yeah. I don't know if this movie was meant to be a biography of Todd's life or something, but uh <laughs> it definitely um I, I didn't remember it as much as I did when I saw it years ago. Um, but holy shit, dude, you got Eric Adams working in this fucking uh, nightclub. Um, wonderful cast. Burt Reynolds comes in with Julianne Moore. And um, just that 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 Hollywood stare from afar scene where he's like, hey, I just saw this guy with the face. All right. I dig. You <laughs> dig. I dig. 
Uh, it's just so weird, dude. The creepy uh, them meeting inside the bus boy thing and fucking Mark Wilbur. I started laughing. He's like, you want $5 or $10? <laughs> $5. You see it. $10. I'll jerk off. <laughs> you've done, you've done uh, that already today? A couple times. A couple times. Yeah, like, holy shit, dude. But this movie, I, I'm not going to go, like, you know, uh, act by act by act. But I'm sure. just going to be gonna be, we'll be here all night. <laughs> exactly. But just an overall consensus. Um, This movie is really... It starts off really great and entertaining, and then I think when it gets to the darker part of the film, when it introduces the drugs and all that shit, I think it kind of plateaus a little for me. It got a little slow, but then it had a really good, solid ending, and I'm not talking about his wiener uh, yet, but uh, <laughs> uh, definitely uh, it was a good film, and I could see why it got a lot of acclaim, a lot of acclaim and a lot of you know crazy controversy back when it did, but what a solid fucking cast. Let me say that. Jesus I mean, Christ, eh? I, I didn't even like look up the the cast before watching it other than what I already knew. But to see the likes of Thomas Jane, who plays Evil Todd again <laughs> in this movie, and then fucking Doc Ock, which I feel is like the best part of this fucking movie. I absolutely loved him. But this movie was pretty fun. Great, a great watch. And I, I got to say, I, I did enjoy it. So spoiler alert when we get deeper into it. But someone else take it away. I'll, I'll be very quick. This is a top 10 of all time for me, non-horror-wise. I love everything about it. Star-studded cast. I love tracking shots in this. I love the slow pan in. The acting is fucking legit. And I love everything about this film. And I don't think if there's one dull moment for me, I'm glued to it every single time I watch it. Top 10, like I said, of all time. So I'll leave it at that. Yeah, and in my end, I agree with a lot with Todd said. Man, the, the cinematography in this is so good. good. Uh, the, the tracking shots made me feel like you're part of the like the parties yeah. or whatever the case may be it felt more like more real because not only is like whatever is happening in front of the camera going on but if you look in the background there's all these like things going on too and it just made it feel all like really real and that helps the film a lot uh the score is fucking incredible oh my in gosh this movie as well. great fucking uh, music captures the 70s going into the 80s uh, the styles, everything, especially like Don Cheadle as he yeah. switches, you know, over. Uh, Was the he fucking Milli Vanilli or something at one yeah, point? Yeah, one point with the. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> That's the funniest scene. Uh, and yeah like whoever a fucking the casting director of this was a lot of these people weren't stars at that time and it's amazing yeah. to see what came with with a lot of these actors since then uh, my only two negatives on this movie is like Mondo said they really didn't need to tell us he was 17 because it just I felt really wrong the first like half hour of the movie you know every time yeah. he'd be solicited to show his dick or to sleep with someone it was just like oh why? jack tells me you have a great big cock <laughs> right I, li- I like to see it <laughs> i like to see it <laughs> yeah uh yeah fucking the dollar signs he sees when he <laughs> when he looks down and well, the other thing is I, something right yeah and i do find <laughs> the movie a little too long uh at times especially at the like three quarter oh, mark yeah um but still i think the movie is fucking incredible i want yeah, more I, man i bet you do <laughs> i i like how it really captured like um like mark Wahlberg. he seems so innocent and stuff right i mean he's basically he is innocent the representation is, yeah. i guess and to see how his home life affected his choice which is really kind of i guess what you could argue pushes a lot of people sometimes into the porn industry at a young age mm-hmm. maybe they don't have that good relationship so they go to where they can find something family let's pause right there go for let's it let's pause right there his dad is He's a little bitch. there but absentee mm-hmm. yeah and his mom all Super granted all we see yeah but all we see of her is being a bitch for no reason we don't know the right. the why is about it but when we get to the scene where she's like, you're a fucking loser. You always be a loser. Oh, you're stupid. Me, I'm like, Oh my gosh. And he just fucking goes right into Jack's arms. And it's super easy. Like you said, for to fall into that situation, which and go ahead. that, that part, man, like that hit, like, I think as a, as a viewer watching that, it really hits you like at an emotional level, because again, it's capturing why he, he wasn't really dedicated <laughs> to doing it. Right. He wasn't sure about it, but it was that moment that really got him involved. And just to see, like Mark Wahlberg isn't some kind of like uh, drama actor where he's gonna win for like the most serious scenes and shit. But in that moment when she's calling him dumb and he's just like crying and like, I'm not stupid. I'm gonna be somebody. Like I was like, fuck, that's a heavy ass moment, dude. And you know, I just think it was the mom played it to perfection. The actress who played her and fucking Mark Wahlberg 
yeah, I gotta tip my fucking hat to him, dude, and my tip to him because <laughs> holy shit, like that that was that was just great. I, I love that scene. Let's try something here. Since this is such a like a deep, heavy movie, I'm gonna go through the uh characters and the actors and let's go over their arc. Um oh, Mark Wahlberg, he starts off as <laughs> as a babe out of woods and he has finally has a father figure in, in Jack for Jack. better or worse that mm-hmm. supports him. <laughs> It's got a very strange mother figure with Julianne Moore, which yes. she has her uh, her 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 demons where she has a son she's not allowed to see because porn industry, porn industry, mm-hmm. solicitation, drugs, drugs yeah. right? And she calls him her baby. I treat him as a son. I see him as a son. Yet he's cream pie to her in a scene. Yeah, and having sex <laughs> with her or stuff like that. Burt Reynolds. I can do Jack it. Horner. I can do it again, Jack. You want to do <laughs> something? The, you know what? There, I have multiple favorite scenes in this one. My favorite scene being towards the end, but. A standout for me is when, <laughs> yeah, no. The standout for me is when they're filming the first scene and everyone's fucking jaw just drops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No they all look at yeah. You see the camera zoom out. Um, He's like, hey, we missed the chem shot. Like, we'll cut to another dick. No one's going to believe that's another dick. Yeah. And then, like, he's like, Jack, I can I can go again. I can do it again. <laughs> and everyone's just like, hell yeah. Like, yeah. we got ourselves a yeah. fucking, fucking Philip Seymour Hoffman could barely hold the mic. Oh, oh my Seymour God. Hoffman plays oh, a, such a good character. A, a closeted homosexual man struggling with his feelings, clearly has a crush on, on Mark. Up, man, what the fuck he, oh he, wants, he just wants to please him to the point where he buys a new car. He just even like leaves yeah, the porn like industry his. to become a, a drug addict later in the film. It's like he is such a fucking amazing actor in this movie, like in everything, obviously. But man, uh, Scotty, what do, what do you guys think, man? Yeah, absolutely. Like so fucking good. Uh, you feel so bad, you know. It's, it, yeah, it's not an arc that you would expect out of him, you know. And it plays over multiple years. Yeah. Just that bottling that emotion, that love that he had. It eventually, him. it you know, it, it blows up because of alcohol and drugs, right? So. It's yeah, it's it's tragic and crazy. Yeah, very good. John C. Riley plays another. Hey young... man, I'm John C. Riley. I fucking <laughs> love John C. Riley, dude. Yeah, another another young porn actor who instantly becomes best friends with Mark. How much yeah. you bench? Yeah, you say it first. Yeah, I asked you. I asked you first. Do it the same time. Dude, he looks good in this movie, dude. eh? Like, fucking phenomenal, yes. like shape, like. He still has, you know, the the face and everything, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what you love him for, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. It, it, I was gonna tell you guys, like, John C. Riley seems to pop up in like the most craziest fucking movies sometimes. Like, obviously, I know him and love him for Step Brothers, but not just this movie, but like the love of the game. He's a fucking catcher, baseball catcher, player. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I'm just like John C. Riley's probably has this magnificent, like, call it a career fucking filmography. He just played fucking on that laker uh tv show that they had he played one uh, the owner or some shit i don't even fucking know but bus yeah whatever. yeah it's fucking john c riley's the man i love him <laughs> in this fucking movie too <laughs> yeah uh william h macy, Poor william cin- h. macy. i believe Poor he yes he's like the Poor producer or yeah the he's guy. more like the producer because he? he's yeah he's, he's always looking over the script and He's okay. kind of like the or like the production. <laughs> he yeah. has the most tragic fucking arc in this entire like first half of this movie. I felt so bad for him, dude. Like, yeah, fucking Nina Hartley always getting smashed. <laughs> like, she's getting yeah, so, so his wife is always banging everybody in front of him and tells him to get lost. And then uh, New Year's nineteen eighty, he decides to fucking kill himself. Yeah, well, nineteen eighty going in eighty. Yeah. But uh, yeah, decides to kill himself, which comes back later too. They have a painting of him. Oh my god, perfect! <laughs> right where like, he such kills a himself. Nice moment, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a nice uh, touch. Just a, such a subtle, because they only like really walk past it, yeah. and but just seeing it there is like, oh man. <laughs> hey, what about what about Roller Girl in this? Oh, Heather Graham. Oh, that's getting. I'm going down the list. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. So yeah, we'll, we'll go to we'll go to Roller Girl, Heather Graham, which is another pretty dark thing. If you tend yes. to think about it, she's in high school. She's a dropout. Yep. She's in the porn. She's in the porn industry for for a while at that point. She's before, very popular. Before before Dirk Diggler was, I think. Yeah. I mean, that's insinuation, right? No, yeah. def- definitely. And then uh, Burt Reynolds tells her to go f- suck off Mark Wahlberg in the back room to kind of kind of groom him into coming to the porn industry. Yeah. In the, you know, uh, in the beginning, and then they get back to the place and he fucks her in front of him. Yeah, that, yeah that's oh creepy. That's a moment. Yeah, so that's a moment we all remember. He's, he's watching two. I well, I mean. 
at face value, we're always like, oh shit, Heather Graham full frontal. But then if you think about it, Burt Reynolds is watching two 17 year olds. Heroes fuck. Fucking on his couch. And Julianne Moore yeah. just goes to her room to get high. <laughs> Who's the babe in this? Julianne Moore. Oh, really? Um, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Don, yeah. what about Don Cheadle? Buck? Who? Wait, could, could, could we just go back to Early Girl for a second? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I like that her story also progresses to where he basically yes. invents, invents the bang bus. And yes. She, <laughs> and her like, former she, classmate. And, and she shows like her line, like where, because the whole movie, she's so willing to do anything and yeah. whatever people tell her to do. But you see that there is a person here and there is a line that you can cross. And when that guy crosses that line, then she goes fucking just apeshit on him and just beats the shit out of him with her rollerblades. But, but but do you think it's because of who the guy was? I think it's a combination of who the guy was, but also because he was going too hard at her. You know, it's, yeah. uh, I mean, even, also, yeah. No, what he represented too, like yeah. the life that her she past. couldn't right. like yeah. pull together. Mm-hmm. And now, especially when he's like, you're just fucking whore or whatever, like he says to her. Right. And your that movies suck. Her. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> your movies suck now. Um, I love when uh Mark Wahlberg and um John C. Riley like they have a falling out because Marky Mark sees Burt Reynolds with a young new a new young actor. And he's like, "What the fuck, dude? Like, this is my show. I'm popular." <laughs> yeah. At this point, he's he's been introduced to Thomas Jane, aka Todd, who's like a, yeah, a male evil. Todd is evil in every fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. Prove me wrong. Prove yeah, me you're wrong. right. He's a male stripper that uh, exposes them to coke, and then at this point, he's strung out and he fucking snaps at Burt Reynolds, and he's like, "Get the fuck out of this house." So he tries to do a film, a music career. That was that's hilarious. Terrible. I think I wrote it down here. What is it? You got the touch. You <laughs> got the touch. The touch. Oh, you got the God. power. Yeah. But but that was Julianne Moore, his mom's fault, right? Because she's the one who introduced him to drugs she that did. same night that William H Macy. Yeah. Fucking right before he killed uh, his wife and stuff. She's like, here you go. You got to take fucking two lines. And she she did. That's but the temptation. James doing dude. doing heroin and shit too. Fucking Todd. No, let's call him for who he is. He's Todd. Todd, yeah. <laughs> Can we just um, like take a second here to appreciate that fucking mustache that he has? It's Hell fucking yeah. epic, it's, dude. You know, damn. He, he played it, that it, it era deserves so a well. fucking credit from SAG after all. Like they, they, <laughs> yeah, they, they need to put Todd's mustache as like Todd and, Thomas and give it a name. Um but yeah, Jack Jack Horner has this like his his view to whatever his goal to be like make porn a legitimate movie where he's like yeah he goes through his spills like we can make the guys come or whatever but the thing is to keep them there to see how the story ends <laughs> yeah. so like mark Wahlberg like pitches a, a show or a series about him and john c Riley being like 007 agents and respecting women because mark Wahlberg doesn't beat him doesn't disrespect him stuff like that um which they go after and like he fucks the truth out of him it <laughs> <laughs> makes a lot of money but um i want to talk about the colonel real quick so the colonel oh, is fuck the colonel. The colonel is like a the money man for Burn yeah. Reynolds, right? He's like, hey, producer, whatever you want to call him, except for producer. He's a guy that says, hey, uh, Jack tells me you got to break a great big cock. Hilarious scene. But when you peel it back and you learn that the colonel is a fucking not only Head does he let women, yeah, not only does he let women fucking OD and just treat some like shit, but he's a fucking pedophile, dude. And he goes to prison and the scene where he's like, Jack, are you my friend? Tell me I'm your friend, Jack. And Jack just walks out of the prison and is like, fuck you, you're done. And we see him like 20, 30 minutes later getting beat by a fucking inmate. Which is and a like, nice touch. Like, I'm glad. very they nice leave. touch. I, I, I honestly, the first time I saw it, didn't think they'd revisit that story. Like, it, it would have ended with him in jail. But I like that they added that one scene of him, like, crying like a baby being, having yeah, been getting beaten abused. up yeah. in the fucking, oh God, that was beautiful. But that Even that scene though, during, during their conversation, Jack and the Colonel, like, you know, Jack's going there, not knowing what happened, right? They just didn't yeah. get arrested. And then he's explaining to him like, hey, I didn't know she was 15. So he's kind of giving him the benefit of the doubt. Like, all right, I get it. You know, maybe she looked older or whatever. But then he, then when the Colonel starts feeling comfortable talking to him mm-hmm. and says, oh, it's not just that. And then they found like, stuff. They found stuff at the house. And, it's, he starts talking about it. It really gives you that fucking creep vibe. Like, yeah. even for Jack, I mean, Jack's in this industry. Like we said, he recruited two seventeen-year-olds, and so he's kind of a gray, shady figure himself. But to have for him to despise Colonel, like that was, yeah. So, was do you, do you guys see Jack as a a true like 
good character. I, I know the 17-year-old stuff. I get that. But do you see him as truly caring for Julianne Moore, Mark Wahlberg, everyone that's over at his house partying? Do you, do you think he really cares for them? Or do you think he's just a fucking sleazeball producer? Um, I mean, for me, in a weird fucked up way, yes. Because I think one of the most powerful parts of this movie, to me, is the downfall of all these characters. They all go through something. You know, Julianne Moore going to court and failing there. You know, having the hearing. Um, Dirk yeah, Diggler. Trying to, get, fucking, trying to get her son back, yeah. Dirk Diggler fucking hitting rock bottom um, and watching, uh, you know, Todd die and all that shit. Uh, Don Cheadle losing out on the bank loan and wanting to open his place. Like, everyone has a downfall. Even even Jack does to for a little bit because even his new guy he hired isn't really panning out. And it takes that downfall. And the ending of this movie is what I really, really enjoyed because it shows you this fucking dysfunctional family and how no matter what they've been through, they still love each other. And he moved them basically all into their house. Like, they're all together in the industry still working. Like, I, that's what I thought was really good is this movie shows you the fucked up parts, the dark parts. And even though it's like a good ending, it just shows you how fucked up their whole lives were and everything. It's just, it was good. And I I, I do think he truly cared for him. Otherwise he would have told Dirk to fuck off when yeah, he came back to the house. The thing that I like about Jack is that he doesn't actually do anything himself to any of these people. You know, like he doesn't sleep with uh roller girl. As far as we know, he doesn't touch, you know, uh dirt diggler as far as we know. So I think there is like a caring part to him. Now, the fact that he recruited them when they're underage is disgusting. Uh, yeah, I I get that that's what people did at that time. You know, the 70s, a lot of, yeah. yeah, in the 70s, a lot of them 17 was kind of like the okay, you're close enough type of deal. But um, I think he genuinely cared for these people. And you see it throughout the film, you know, just like even when he goes to the hot tub with, uh, you know, Dirk and uh, John C. Riley, and it's just their idea is kind of stupid. But he he trusts them, you know, because yeah. he cares for them. And when you know Dirk is at his lowest, and he goes to back to him, he he doesn't argue with them. He just takes them back in, you know. And it's, yeah, yeah, he's I a fa- he's a father figure to someone that needs him, honestly. <laughs> yeah, and I absolutely. respect him for it. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, I think it, you know, shows us what character he has when we go back <clears> to the colonel and he says "fuck off," basically to yeah, this pedophile right. creep. Um, but I love the scene where you know Jack and Colonel had told him like. Hey, think of a name, whatever, and he pitches yeah. Dirk Diggler to us. <laughs> yeah. Fucking amazing. Yeah. But, um, my my absolute favorite scene in this film, and it's one of my favorite scenes in film history. Period, is when um Todd, uh, John C. Riley, and Mark Wahlberg are all at the Alfred Molina's house, right? And yes. Todd has this fucking master plan to go into this fucking guy's house and steal his shit, his money, his drugs, whatever. Um, bring fake drugs to sell. So when they get in there, the tension is already high because these guys, these three are all fucking strung out. Okay. Yep. Then we immediately see this big black motherfucker bodyguard, kick the shit out of you kind of guy with yep. a gun. They start freaking out already. Like, Hey, he's got a fucking gun. Don't worry about it. Then we have Alfred Molina. Who's just clearly high as shit dancing around playing, <laughs> playing music very loudly. We have Jesse's his like, girl. We have yeah. his Oriental boyfriend guy that's throwing firecrackers. So Cosmo, it's just Cosmo. Cosmo. So we have Alfred Molina, who's clearly fucking high. We have the black bodyguard. We have firecrackers, and we have music playing very loud. All these guys are strung out, and then Todd, evil fucking Todd, says like, when they when they already won, they're gonna get money for fake drugs. They already got it, yeah. And he's like, no, motherfucker, go in that room, go underneath the bed, get everything out of that safe, and then like you're like fuck. But my favorite absolute aspect of this scene is where jesse girl come on we slowly zoom into mark Wahlberg's face as he's strung out and then he, yes. he's, he's staring in outside of the camera and he slowly smiles because he 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 realizes he hits he's hit rock bottom at that point he also realizes what he needs to do to get out of it and he's still in this fucking situation so i, I the acting from mark at that moment superb the the scene set up awesome the tension's amazing and then the shootout and then they run and then uh scene later he comes in the house to jack it's like jack can oh, you help me yeah. Yeah. and then they embrace and then it's fucking done it's like man i, I that whole fucking scene's amazing yeah, that set is amazing too like there's something yeah. about the way that house looked that made it feel so uncomfortable it's almost like a lair it's got like a fucking rock wall with like blue lights in it and it's got 
like the symmetry of that room and the like the guy the, the big guy that has uh, the gun he's just like in the background just like testing yeah, dude, drugs like money, yeah. but you you know that at any time he's gonna eventually figure out that the drugs yes. are fake and you got that tension and it's just in the background like it, you don't really see that guy for the majority until like the shit, shit pops off and the fucking firecrackers are just such a random thing to do but it adds so much tension yeah already tense scene you know 100%. It's just, yeah, so it's well done. how how and this must this has to pay credence to how good of actors they are every time the fireworks go off i'm jumping as a viewer because <laughs> i'm like fuck again but you're seeing mark you're seeing johnson Riley, you're seeing thomas mm-hmm. jane how the fuck did alfred molina in that right. scene never break fucking character when those things went off i mean ugh, i love it's funny because when i'm watching this scene with alfred molina fucking dancing around high as fuck looking like a perfect fucking narco dude yeah um i'm thinking to myself like fuck dude it just seems like yesterday you were in the fucking temple of doom or whatever with fucking mm-hmm. indy you know give me give me the statue you know? right. <laughs> um but it's such a superb scene and i think you guys hinted at it when we first um when we started talking about it it was like the cinematography is fucking excellent in this movie because it doesn't you don't feel like you guys said that you're watching like a frame for frame movie you feel like you're part of this story you're watching it as the viewer's supposed to and yeah to, to it just i felt like i honestly felt though that it just when it got to that dark point like when when he mark Wahlberg gets his ass kicked like that shit that whole scene i just kind of felt like i know what you're trying to show his downfall but did we really need that you know like and that dude was totally gay. They beat his ass and call him a fag. And I'm like, yo, y'all fucking gay. Like, come on. Well, he's lashing out because he hated what he was. You know? It just said, uh, hey, you need you need a ride? I'm it was great because all those, all those downfalls were all played yeah. simultaneously. You know? Yeah. And, um, Poor Don Cheadle, dude. He finally finds a girl that loves him after his left him for another dude. Then he goes to get her fucking donuts because she's pregnant. After losing on the loan, he just fucking gets. He's, he's standing. Guy. Dude, he what was so that? psyched for those donuts. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, so was he, I. He's like, he, he was more Christmas. and more excited for each donut that he's picking. Like, oh, too old fashioned. Oh, hey, hey <laughs> yeah. did you make these for Christmas? <laughs> oh man, give me two of those. How many do I got? Eleven. And that scene too, it was like it's such a simple scene. We've seen it so many times in in movies, yeah. But it just carries so much weight because you know you felt that loss. You like, didn't he didn't want him to die. Like, you, you you didn't want him to die, and you're like, oh, no, yeah. you didn't, because you're like he's got a kid on the way. He just or, got or get blamed for that crime because in the exactly, 70s, that's what I was thinking. Absolutely, would have been fucking blamed for that crime. You got but away for with him. It, though. He yep. got away. The fucking you got a Todd Senior sitting reading his paper, I mean, and then you got I you Mon- then, you got, <laughs> then you got Mondo Junior walking in to rob the place. You got uh, Steve behind the fucking counter, <laughs> and then we all die. And he gets it. But the funny thing is, like, I, cameras existed. Cameras still existed back then. Maybe not in a fucking donut place. No, no yeah. not in a set. No way. No way a donut oh. place had fucking cameras in was it eighty three? Well, at this he point? got. Uh, it would be all VHS tape anyway. So yeah, right. But, Real quick, back to William H. Macy. Fucking poor dude, man. I felt so bad for him throughout. Every time I saw him on screen, I'm like, he's going to see his wife getting fucking plowed by somebody. And dude, the one at the party? Fuck- yes. <laughs> Where they're just like outside right at in the, the middle beach? of the fucking, like, on the yard with like a yeah, group of guys pool, just surrounding and watching. Yeah, and then he says, I, you think I want to talk about the fucking scene when my wife's out there getting her, <laughs> right. her ass or whatever? Like, <laughs> I'm just like, this fucker's gonna have his breaking point. I totally forgot that he kills himself afterwards. Mm. Um, so that was kind of a surprise to me. But it, back to what you were saying though, Todd, like, do you think that Jack really cared? Like, obviously, he had love for all these people because he had William H. Macy's fucking thing. After everything that happened, he still had the presence of mind to hang something in his memory in his house. So um, yeah, it's just crazy. Did you guys notice in the uh Horn Awards? Where Scotty goes up for a double high five and Dirk Diggler oh, yes, I did notice that. Yeah. And you <laughs> could tell Scotty. like this, you could see William H. Macy's wife roll her fucking eyes like, oh again. And then poor yeah. Scotty, who's in love with them, you're right. He goes up with the hands and Dirk just walks by him and he just kind of plays it off like yeah. and I'm yeah. like, is that part of the script or was that like improv? Like, probably part I, I bet that's part of the script. But um, it, it, it this shows what a good person um Dirk is too. Like this guy kissed him without his consent, 
He didn't he's get like, mad. Just for, he's just like, just forget about it. Just forget about it. And then it shows years later, they're still hanging out. Well, I didn't get mad at you when you tried it. Well, because we, we did. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, in the 70s, you know, homophobic stuff, it's like, oh, in any other movie, Scotty would have been ridiculed and probably been... He would have got the beat down. The dirt he would have got the beat down or killed himself instead of little Bill. Yeah. So it was really nice to see, like, he's still part of the family, even in the end. Like, it was, I, I don't know, man. It's just... It's a heartfelt story wrapped around porn, and it, it's, it, it's isn't really that good. isn't that weird? Because the premise of this movie is about the porn industry. It's about fucking. It's about this guy with this huge dick. They talk about his huge dick throughout this fucking movie. They do, and you don't fucking get to see it till the end. Yeah. And I'm sitting there, and I'm still jealous. Like thirty fucking <laughs> years later, like fuck that motherfucker was flaccid, and that thing was a knee knocker. Like holy <laughs> shit, dude! Oh, 13, and that was thirteen inches. Is like... Yeah, shit. But yeah, but that motherfucker was. Oh my god, dude! That wasn't Mark Wahlberg, right? That was the no, stand. Was, yeah, stunt dick. And and I'm sitting there looking, and I'm like, it better have been a stunt dick because I'm like, I don't see no camera like fucking glitch or any scene cut or anything. Like, I was just a fucking monster, dude. Mm. And then he does the the punching <laughs> yeah i like how he psychs himself up because he's such an innocent person for such a majority of this movie he, until he's, he has he's an innocent wall. character doing non-innocent stuff and it's it's amazing and um i want to talk about amber real quick though julianne moore um she like it's a sweetheart man but she's mm-hmm. got this demon where she wants her son can't have him she wants eddie aka dirk diggler he leaves and then she sees vulnerable roller girl, and she's like, "Will you?" She's Check like, "Will you mom. be my mom? Will you, yeah. will you be my daughter?" And it's like, it's fucking sad, man. Yes. But their performances are amazing. They sell it so well. Yeah, yeah. drugs really fucked her up. She's like high the whole fucking movie, and yeah. yeah. But it's kind of like I mean I don't know. It's weird that I get what you're saying with the mother figure, and she it, she does play that role perfectly. But it's like oh. Dirk, you're like my son, but I also want to fuck you. And it's and it's not like we're doing it for money. It was like she legitimately, like she said, I love you. I want yeah. you to know I love you. And I was like, ugh. Like, what about Jack? Like, Jack's over here. He's had you for how long, you know? And he only gets his innocent kisses here and there. But overall, this movie does have a lot in it more than just porn. More than just fucking. That's the backdrop, but this is really... Yeah, crazy, we didn't even talk about fucking Louis Guzman. Who's like the night? Yeah, it's weird. The desperately it's wants to be in a porn. A G, not I a love U. him, man. He's so good. He's such a good actor. Would you watch <laughs> him if he was in a porn? No. No. Nah, but you watch. I like, I like watch how he's. Lips? Yeah, I, I like how he's the bartender in their porn with the porn. He got to be in the movie. He got yeah. to be in the movie. <laughs> and he sells him out. It's funny. <laughs> Gosh, I, it's I, such. Yeah. Thomas Jane was great in this, man. John Everyone's great in this, man. Everyone is great in this. There's no bad role. No, there's no bad. No, you're absolutely right. There is nothing bad about it. It's just, this is one of those movies, just like, it's a fucking give it all the love and kudos you can because it is great in every facet. I do think it's a little too long at two and a half hours. Um, There were some slow times for me, but overall, I mean, that ending really, it's very hard to stick a good ending. And I think this one fucking succeeded and then some because you, these characters evolved so much over the course of this film. Yeah, they're um, all back together and, again. And, and you mm-hmm. felt that shit just right. like they did. So it burns in the back of my nose. I need a drink of water. No, That's no more the trip. <laughs> the drip's the best part. I'm like, fuck. I, li- I like me- one more thing, unless you guys got stuff. But when him and John C. Riley are doing fucking cannonballs and stuff, he's like, let me show you. <laughs> Pretty good, but let me show you what you did wrong. And then he's like, he's a jackknife, and he fucking back flops. And he can get in the water, he's like, ah, oh, oh, he's back. Yeah. Because we've all known that guy that, like, one upper. Yeah, yeah. But he's, yeah. there's such. The I know one of those guys. The friend, it's, yeah, it's yourself. The The friendships in these are, are just so authentic. Like, I just, I don't know. Man. They play well off of each other. Every character yeah. plays well off of each other. And Burt Reynolds is. Amazing. I know he, I guess he had a lot of controversy with the director of this movie. Like they hated each other and oh, he really? hated the role and he hated everything about it. But then he got nominated for like best supporting actor and shit. And Julianne Moore got nominated and stuff. And uh, yeah, Burt Reynolds was great. I'm shocked that this movie had like a budget of 14 million and only came out of box office with 59 million. I guess it's 97 numbers though. 
So it's yeah, it's a, it's a movie about porn too. So like a lot of people, a lot of negative stigma. Go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was which, too which young they to touch remember. on big time in this movie, right? The, how much yeah. stigma the porn industry has, uh, and it still does though. It still carries that same weight. Does. Not, Absolutely, it still does. Not as much, I think, as it it's did like, back it's then. It's really mainstream but... though, with, especially with like OnlyFans and everything. Mm-hmm. It's definitely more accepted now. I wonder if they could successfully, not that I would want a remake of this or anything, but I wonder if they could take this idea and successfully make it like modern. Shit, Mark Wahlberg is the producer now, director. Yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, Dirk yeah. Diggler. That, that'd be fucking dope. That'd be crazy. Mark, if you're that listening, we want we want executive producer roles on it. <laughs> I'll, give, I'll give you 50 bucks and I get a Blu-ray and a thank you credit in IMDb, just like my other shit. <laughs> and I just want a picture with you. I just want a picture sign that says, say hello to your mother for me. <laughs> I, uh, what you got? Anything else, fellas? Steve? I've got nothing else other than my rating, man. All right, go for it. I enjoy this movie from beginning to end. Dirk Diggler was a great, fascinating character. Um, you know, his innocence, his downfall, his rebirth, essentially, was great. Strong characters, strong music. I mean, movies with the strong music like this one is great. I loved it. I digged it. It's a five out of five easily for me. All right. I am a five out of five as well. It's one of my top tens of all time. Performances, soundtrack, um, cinematography is beautiful. Um, and everyone with a large cast of characters, more often than not, people are left out. No one's left out in this. Everyone gets an ending for better or worse. So it's a five out of five. And I'm right there with you, both of you. Five out of five, yeah. man. This movie is a fucking incredible film on so many levels. My only complaints, like I said, I found it a bit too long and it drags in the three quarter of the films. Yeah. And uh, well, the 17 thing was just like, they didn't need to say it, <laughs> you know? Cringy. Uh, yeah, it, it's very cringy, but I guess it's just a, that's the way it was in the times. But that doesn't take away from the masterpiece that is this film. Everything, cinematography, music, acting, it's this, the fucking script is incredible. It's good, man. It's so good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you heard it from us. This is our first, I think, five out of five since we've changed our, our name to Guys to Watch Movies. So if you have not seen this movie or it's been a long time, strongly recommend you go in because what you see it when you see it through the lens of a teenager it's all giggly hooters boning dicks all that stuff but you see it now as an adult and it really hits you a little bit different i know for me it did um, because it's really a good good movie so um with that being said we got another movie pick and i judging by the grin on his face (laughs) i think he's ready to announce it oh shit yeah so this wasn't my original uh what i was going to do at this time but I can't just go uh, without honoring Carl Weathers uh, because he was such a big part of my childhood. So I decided to pick one of his films as my next review. And that is the one that I personally associate him the most. And it is Rocky three. Hey, hey woman. Uh, <laughs> hey, woman. Hey, woman. Let me show you how hey. real man come. Dude, that, that movie is. So I watched Rocky <laughs> one and two uh, like a few days ago. I fucking love this series so much. I stopped because I want to watch three, like right before this review. Three is like, it's, it's so, there's so much in three that's amazing. And it's just cool to see Apollo Creed and Rocky Balboa kind of side together and use their sweet montage together. Oh, yeah. Run it, run it through the training montage. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, that's where, um, Eye of the Tiger comes from. It's from this movie. So I might do one and two. I was that's what I was gonna say. I haven't seen one and two in forever. Three just as long. So, would you recommend doing the one and two leading into three? Uh, I would because by the time you get to three, you really feel the Apollo and Rocky rivalry, and for them to like come together in three is like incredible given their history in one and two. So, Uh, but one and two are is more of the serious ones. Uh, Three and four are a little more like I guess actiony. There's a little more comedy in them. So I, I, you know, it's like, you take it for what it is. Right? One and two are probably better films. Three and four are more entertaining. So I went with three because, yeah, it's probably the one that has the most uh, Carl Weathers as well in the series. So I'm going to make sure to enable the uh, Sylvester Stallone subtitles. I don't hear no bell. Adrian! You want to lay on the floor with me? Yeah, yeah. I've read your review, Steve, part one. I'm like spot on. He's fucking rapey and fucking. Oh, god damn, dude. He's like, yeah. It's, it's... Like, out. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really bad. That That's it. Mm-hmm. You again, do the fucking Sony's, eh? <laughs> that is wild, bro. 
Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, the fucking movie we just reviewed said in the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, with that being said, though, thank you guys for listening and chiming in. And hopefully, we get some kind of feedback from you guys on the Discord where you can find us. We are the guys that watch movies. Send us an invite or any of our socials, Twitter, Instagram, you name it, threads. Um, and we'd love to discuss what we talked about here with you guys. But until Rocky 3, we got Todd, Steve, myself signing out for the night. Later. Bye. Bye. to seeing in action. Jack says you've got a great big cock. Uh, well, I don't know. I guess so. May I see it? Really? Please. Well, thank you, Eddie. No problem. Thanks, Eddie. Bye.